0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.
1: Kia ora tātou. Uh, Good morning. Uh, a very warm welcome in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, My name is Steve Downey. Welcome to Radio Church this Sunday. It's an absolute privilege to be with you today. Um, Just a quick little bit about me so you know I'm not some random. um, I've uh, lived in Dunedin for about 25 years now after growing up in the metropolis of Invercargill. Um, Specifically, I live out in Waikawaiti where I have four school-aged children. My work history was uh, initially in the IT realm and that morphed into working in residential colleges with university students and uh, about five years ago I embarked on the wonderful world of chaplaincy um, at Otago Polytechnic where I still am today. Uh, I love, love what I do and find a lot of purpose and a great way to serve the Lord there. Um, it's not always easy but it's definitely worthwhile. Um, so yes, a very warm welcome to Radio Church today, and we're going to start with a song. This is called Bless the Lord, O My Soul by Matt Redman.
0: Bless the Worship his holy name, sing like never before. Oh my soul, I worship your holy name. The song comes up, it's a new day dawning it's time to sing your song.
1: Welcome back to Radio Church. My name's Steve, if you haven't already heard me uh, earlier in the show. Um, It's a privilege to be with you this morning um, and to um, be alongside you in worship of our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, we're going to launch straight into another song. This is Hillsong's Hosanna. Um, it's actually written and performed by a New Zealander. Um, she used to be called Brooke Fraser. I think her name's now something like Brooke Leggetwood. Um So enjoy this beautiful um, song, uh, Hosanna. <laughs> Welcome back to Radio Church. If you haven't already caught up with things, my name's Steve, and um, that song was Hosanna uh, by Hillsong, performed by uh, what you might know as Brooke Fraser, but now known as Brooke Leagutwood. Um, uh, it's a it's a beautiful. We've had a beautiful weather in uh, in Dunedin recently, um, and it's uh, it's great to get out and about. And I always find it's really beneficial to get out in nature and and I find it a wonderful way to connect with our Lord um, just by streams, um, through grassy hills and walking up mountains and seeing views. Um, I really encourage you, if you haven't got out much this summer and you're able to, um, to just really get into nature and um, connect with God through his creation. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to do things. Um, Now, I don't consider... Preaching and teaching is one of my strengths. As, as a chaplain, I find my strengths are more in connection, uh, one-to-one conversations. But today, uh, I'm, I'm here, so I'm going to try and bring you a, a, a message of hope. Um, and I'm talking to you today about the theme of connection. So I want to start by asking you this question. What are you connected to? More, more importantly, who are you connected to? Um, when this actual um, recording airs on Radio Church, our city uh, in Otipoti, Dunedin, will well and truly be inundated with university and polytech students. And all of the you who are local around Dunedin know um, the carnage that is out on the streets. And I'm not talking about the parties. I'm talking about the the traffic. Um, it can be really full on. To those who have not lived here for a while, will know that it's a good idea to keep off the streets. Um, for those who have lived abroad or left home to study will know the challenges that our students do face, though, when they come down. Uh, leaving the familiarities of um, home, uh, home-cooked meals, um, friends, and know that there is a great challenge in adjusting to independent living, adjusting to a new environment, uh, and just living in a completely new um, culture even down here, and of course a climate, though uh, maybe our past couple of weeks wouldn't suggest that it is much colder these days. Um, Can you remember a time in your life where you stepped out of your comfort zone and embarked on a new journey? Can you recall the emotions that you experienced at that time before my current role as chaplain um, as I mentioned before I lived and worked in a residential college in Dunedin which was home to 160 first year students now I distinctively remember two common looks on their faces as they walked through the front door for the very first time the first probably building they'd ever stepped into in Dunedin apart from the airport one expression I saw was a look of sheer excitement Young people so excited about their new journey, can't wait to meet new people and get involved with the activities that are on to offer and and often to party hard. The other common expression I often noticed was that of overwhelm and anxiety. Whilst I don't want to make any um, unnecessary associations, I think it would be fair to say that these first impressions quite often predicted how their overall year went for these individuals. Um, particularly in terms of being connected. With those students who I did notice a low countenance or, or looking downcast, there was often one factor that I, that I found would lift them up. And let me tell you, it's not rocket science. Uh, it is something as simple as connection. Perhaps it was a familiar face walking in the door that they they saw from the same school. Maybe it was someone who had a similar interest or was wearing the same uh, football shirt. Um, Sometimes it was um, someone from the same part of the world or someone from a similar faith background, someone who played the same sport. The list goes on. Uh, So today I'm talking to you about the importance of connectedness to others. Uh, Paul, as we read in the book of Hebrews, says in uh, chapter 10, to not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Now, Paul clearly wouldn't have written this unless the people of God were neglecting to meet with one another. He also wouldn't have written it unless he viewed it as an essential part of our Christian walk. In the previous verse, it talks about spurring one another on in good works, Paul clearly understands the power of unity and empowering one another so that we as the body of Christ can produce good works. Now, I think the last you and you and I both know that the last 3 years have been a challenge. It's probably a bit of an understatement actually. Churches have similarly, similarly found this season challenging, particularly in terms of attendance and connection. I'm sure many of you are aware of some of the reasons for this, but although we're mostly out of this COVID season, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure that we've fully recovered from this. Statistics coming out of America claim that church attendance went from 34% in 2019 to 28% in 2021. And for the under 35 category, it's a 10% decline. And there's been no evidence of a rebound effect in the last couple of years, unfortunately. But do you think... Do you think attending a faith community or a church is even important? Well, I would argue that it is. Maybe maybe I'm biased, but when I read Ephesians 4, we read how Christ gave different people different roles within the body of Christ so that we can all reach unity in the faith, become mature and attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We also read in Acts 2, which is probably one of our greatest examples of Christian living, that they devoted themselves to teaching, teaching, breaking of bread, prayer, and what? Fellowship. And let's also remember that Paul describes the church as the bride of Christ. Now, brides for me are the most absolute centerpiece of a wedding. Um, The ones who draw the most attention. The one who usually wears white. Sorry, I'm a a bit of a traditionalist here. Um, And it symbolizes being unblemished. So you see, we are called to make a difference in our communities and display the love of Christ. So the church is an important team. It really is. Now, if you are listening to this and are in a place where you currently don't attend church, let me emphasize that this is not an attempt to um, be critical or condemning to you. Um, there are really real and um, hurtful reasons why many of us don't um uh, not going, uh, connecting with believers regularly, and uh, I myself have been through a season of this as well. The um, yeah, confessions are coming out now, team. Um, now there were some maybe okay reasons for it, and sometimes it can can be good to step back from uh, things like this for a bit. But when I look back at my, it was probably about a five year period of of very low church attendance, and and connecting with believers regularly. I look and think that my faith was quite static during that time. My fervency for the Lord deteriorated. I was less aware of his presence in my daily life and my spiritual disciplines waned as well. So overall, I was deteriorating spiritually, but it really crept up on me and was not something I could notice from day to day. So from my experiences, I want to encourage you to not give up on the body of Christ. Yes, yes, as I said before, there are hurts. My my family experienced one significant event ourselves um, here in Dunedin, which impacted our attendance and even our faith to a degree. So if you're in the boat where you've been really hurt by the church uh, or maybe a believer, then I want to encourage you with a few things that, that I've been through uh, and, and things I've also noticed. The first thing is that remember that humans aren't perfect. And yes, that includes Christians and Christian leaders. Now, that doesn't excuse them for maybe things they've done, but do know that we are not perfect, and we need to acknowledge that. Secondly, the, the, our enemy, Satan, wants to you distance from the church and believers. Remember, he is described like a roaring lion seeking people to devour. That's from 1 Peter chapter five eight. Lions prefer going after the stragglers. They will always go after the, the, the animal that's by itself or left behind. Um, the ones who are wounded. Um, so remember that, that if you're in a place of being wounded, that that it's it's the, if anything, it's a good time to be part of a body, even if it hurts. And number three, it's not just about finding a place that fits for you and what can serve your needs. Remember that our role in the body of Christ is to serve as well. And I find it a really healthy thing to be serving as well as receiving. It's It's, I think, part of what the church is intended to do. So if you're in a situation where you're disconnected with the church, you've been burnt, experienced trauma, the list goes on. First and foremost, I want to apologize to you wholeheartedly as a, as a fellow believer. This is, not, this is just not okay, and you deserve better. I apologize to you on behalf of the body of Christ. Please forgive us for our selfishness and for not representing Christ in the way that he calls us to. But I would like to offer you a few things to try and do know I say this with um, love and compassion um, and, and and I'm not trying to um, force anything on you. But firstly, do try and give, forgive past hurts, more so for you than the other person. They're not really going to be benefited at all by the fact you've forgiven them. It's something that sticks in your heart and can really eat away and really, really affect our emotions in our heart. And I know this is really hard to do to forgive, but trust me, um, hand it over to Jesus because he died to forgive us of every little thing we've done, and he's called us to offer the same grace to others. I know it's hard, but it will give you freedom in the long run. Secondly, try not to associate the hurts received by humans with the way you see Jesus and God, but rather try and lean into them to to help you process the hurts that you're experiencing. Thirdly, like me, maybe try another church or group if for whatever reason you can't find reconciliation in your, in your previous group. Yes, this step can be hard, trying a new place, but at some stage you need to prayerfully try. Uh, I myself have found, found a wonderful church um, following my less than ideal experience. Yes, it's, the church isn't perfect, but it's the place that my whanau can now call home. Um, And it's okay to hop around while you try and find a place. Um, Don't be discouraged from taking your time. Okay, but just don't give up. Don't give up on the body of Christ. When the time is right, you can get involved uh, at a church um, or a group. Statistics from US show that those who are actively serving have better church experiences overall and are more likely to grow in their faith. If you're finding it too hard, start with a small group if you know of one. Alternatively, ask a friend to come along with you to a new church. Sometimes they will offer good observations too. And finally, and most importantly, give this to Jesus. Ask him to lead you to a faith community where you can both receive and in the right season serve. It is his body and he knows where you might be, be blessed and be a blessing to others. Let's just close in prayer. I hope that's been encouraging to you. Um, Loving Father, we acknowledge that as a body of Christ, we often miss the mark and don't represent you like we should. We are sorry. But we also are aware that the church you call your own represents the one who gives life and life abundantly. Help us as your body to live within this calling. Help us to find our place in your body where we can use the passions and gifts that you've given us to both edify the church and reach those who don't know you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would ignite in us the gifts that are mentioned throughout Paul's epistles, like helping and prophecy and teaching and administration. Where there are hurts from people or the church, I declare reconciliation over all these people and situations in the name of Jesus. Where there are fears, I declare freedom from these. And where there is loneliness and isolation, I pray that these people will know the intimacy of the Holy Spirit in a greater measure and a healing of the heart to embrace new opportunities for community. We thank you for your continual and never-ending presence with us, God. We thank you for your love and faithfulness. All glory to you. Amen. We will now walk, go into our final song, and this is a song about connection, uh, but connection with God and how much we need him. This is Lord, I Need You uh, by written and published. Composed by Met Ma, I
2: come. I confess, bowing here. I find my rest without you. I fall apart. You're the one. That guides my heart, Lord, I need You. Oh.
1: Hi, hi, mai welcome back to um radio church my name's steve Uh, i'm a chaplain at Otago polytechnic um we've pretty much done for the for the day uh with radio church i want to thank you thank jeff who's in the studio um helping me very very well where i feel a bit lost um and i want to thank you for tuning in um and um that last song was Lord, I Need You by Matt Ma. And I'd just like to speak a blessing over all of you uh, now. Um, it's the blessing from that Paul wrote. I'm not actually sure which epistle he wrote it in. Probably multiple ones. Um, but I'm going to share it in Māori, Te Reo Māori, and then I'll share it in English as well. Kia to kia tato katoa. Te Fai o to tato ariki, Aihu kraiti. Me te aroa o te atua, me te whi ki te wairua tapu, ake, ake ake, Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all forever. Amen. This podcast
0: was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.